Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, man. True greatness. Uh, Dibs and I are just talking about something that uh, I started watching on Netflix last night. The Greatest Night in Pop. And uh, it's about the making of We Are the World. So if you were fans of anything musically, say like late 80s, I mean, all the names. Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie and Tina Turner and Stevie Wonder. And Cindy Lauper. Huey Lewis. And, uh, I mean, it just, Kenny Loggins. It just goes on and on and on and on. Um, really, really fun. Uh, you know, true greatness. Like like Kyle Shanahan, for example. Right, right. Because that's what I think of when I think about <laughs> those musical titans. I think about a guy who's never won a Lombardi before. <laughs> More on that in a second. I'll explain. Warriors are in Memphis tonight, and uh, Warriors Live starts at 4. We'll bring that to you off the top. It's brought to you by Xfinity, Xfinity 10G Network, made for streaming live sports. <laughs> I do love that sound. I do love that sound because it's Friday and it's 3 o'clock. And uh, that may feel a little bit more like 5 o'clock because we got dubs tonight. Um, But uh, we'll call it the 3 o'clock pop. And it's brought to you by Farmers Brewing Company. Whatever time it is and wherever you are, join us as we get ready for the weekend an inch closer to the big one, Niners and Chiefs. We're going to be sipping on their premier light lager called Farmers Light. It's got only 99 calories per 12 fluid ounces. Go grab a six-pack from Farmer's Brewing at your nearest grocery store and enjoy the weekend with us right here on 95.7 The Game. We've been sampling all of those Farmer's beers. My goodness. Wow, jeez. They do. They go down easy. Too easy. Real easy. And for you, like, it goes down easy and you might even have a second. Half of the bag? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Easy like Sunday morning, brother. Um, so uh, so anyway, no, here's here's what I'm getting at. And I will say this. I think that this Super Bowl is a matchup of the two best coaches in the league. I really do. If I were starting a football team, I'd pick one of these two guys. But but here's here's what gets me going. Our caller moments ago. You know, that is his reputation. No, it's not. It might be For panicking. Yeah, it, it might be amongst, you know. You, it might be amongst all of you out there who love to hold people's feet to the fire. Right. Even when they didn't necessarily, quote unquote, do anything wrong. Kyle Shanahan's reputation around the NFL is not he who panics in big moments. It's not. Brian Hoyer yesterday came out publicly and said, you want to know what I think Kyle's reputation is? Genius. That's what he is. The freaking dude when it comes to play calling in the NFL. And the more you talk and listen to people who are actually inside the league, the more you realize 
That's his reputation. My favorite one is this. Well, in the big moments, Kyle is afraid to get aggressive. Oh, you mean like Dan Campbell? This is my favorite thing that happened last week. Because so many of you have been running around for four years going, Kyle won't get aggressive. And then we've spent a week going, you know that Dan Campbell guy? He got too aggressive. This can beat you both ways. Kyle Shanahan wins most of the games he coaches. And I just wonder for some of you why that that isn't good enough. Why don't you trust him? Why don't you think that he actually knows what he's doing? Because he really knows what he's doing. Well, people want to have it both ways. They want to say he choked in Atlanta when he was the coordinator because he didn't run the ball enough. So he was too reckless there. And I guess it's his fault that on a third down play, it was third and two, and they chose to pass it, and Matt Ryan fumbled. I, I guess that's on Kyle. So if he runs the ball there and they don't get it, well, you're just too conservative. But instead, he tries to throw it with a 19-point lead, and his quarterback, who was the MVP, he fumbles, and New England scores again, and they ultimately come back and win it. So is Kyle too cautious, or is he too reckless? And you look at the Baltimore KC game, and Andy Reid and company had the ball on the Baltimore 12-yard line, up 14-7. They went for it on fourth down, and they didn't get it. And nobody has said a word about Andy Reid and company going forward in that spot and not taking the three because they won the game. So is Kyle too reckless? Is he too cautious? You basically want him to do whatever works. So you want him to take a chance, but it had better work or else. But, man, I'll give you an example that I remember talking to you about where the opposite happened with the Chiefs. The Chiefs lost against the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. Because what they do right before halftime, they did exactly what so many of you have said Kyle should have done. Go for the jugular, Kyle. Go for it. The Chiefs were riding, and I don't remember the exact number, but they were riding a 13, 14, 17-point lead, whatever it was, against the Bengals. And they were inside the five-yard line just before half, and they went for the jugular, and they didn't get it. And Joe Burrow went to the Super Bowl 30 game minutes later. So... Look, it doesn't matter who you are as a play caller. You're going to call stuff that doesn't work. <laughs> the other team is defending you, and they're going, they're going to be right sometimes. And your players are going to execute poorly sometimes. Like we could go back to the Dan Campbell conversation. If Josh Reynolds catches a couple of passes, we're probably talking about pitchers and catchers right now. Yeah. So... It's such a big wheel of a team, and it all has to work together. But that, like, I'll be honest with you, man, it kind of gets to me sometimes. You're sitting here watching a coach that bounces around in the Final Four almost every year, and every year when he gets here, it feels like half his fan base is like, well, let's see if you're good this time. are, Are you honestly serious with yourself right now? You have got one of the best coaches in the NFL fact it's a fact and 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 for some reason I'm not saying you can't have an opinion that's fandom you can look at a game like we all did against the Packers dude run the ball more but like there's something more on a fundamental level here with Kyle Shanahan that when you get to the quote-unquote reputation 
It's a successful coach who I feel like a lot of this fan base thinks literally doesn't know what he's doing in big moments. Yeah, I wonder where that uh, that faction comes from. And I know a lot of it's born out of the fact that he hasn't won the Super Bowl. And his teams have been good enough. And he's been good enough to get close or get there now for the second time. But he hasn't won it. So when you look at why they haven't won it, you can look back four years ago today and you could say, was it Kyle? Was it Jimmy? Was it the defense? It was all of it. The answer is yes to all of it. It's never just one thing. And so a lot of people are critical of Kyle Shanahan to the point that he's never been able to get this done. Go to the Super Bowl and win it. Let's go to Dylan and Canyon. Uh, next up, we'll take your calls on any of this. 888-957-9570 is the number. Hi, Dylan. Thanks for calling Willard and Dibs. Hey, guys. Hey, TGIF, man. Um, yeah, yeah. So check it out. Uh, yeah, right? Good day, huh? Hey, we're <laughs> blessed to be in the Super Bowl, man. Like, come on, everybody. Let's just enjoy the ride. Yeah, Kyle's going to be criticized because he is the coach. It's just going to happen. He didn't miss the pass to Sanders. He didn't get Brock hurt in the playoff championship game last year. He didn't get Jimmy hurt when he broke his leg, right? You know? So my point is this. On the defense, I believe since Hafonga went out and Kawakami hit on it when I was listening, Hafonga is the whole reason, big reason why our defense isn't gelling like it was. He was the glue. Hmm. That man... Right? Don't you think he well, was flying I, everywhere? You know, Dylan, I wonder. I wonder what y'all think about that. Because, I, I, I mean, I love Hafanga as a player. I also know that, that we were critical of, of him with how he was playing in recent weeks or even going back to last year uh, before he got hurt. He's a f- phenomenal player, but he's also a big risk taker. And at times he would over-pursue which is actually what happened in his position, for example, when Aaron Jones broke out on a 52-yard run that was an over-pursuit out of the safety position. So put it this way. Do I think the Niners are worse off because he's gone? Yes. Do I think he's the linchpin to the whole thing? I have a hard time buying that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I get you, and I hear that for sure. It takes the whole team to gel. Bosa kind of had a down year, even though his mom said he didn't. You know, I still think, you know, the stats weren't there. So, you know. That's a hilarious statement. That's such a funny statement. I think Bosa had a down year, even though his mom said he didn't. (laughs) You know, but she's great. That was awesome yesterday listening to her. So, um, you guys, I appreciate you guys, the work you do, and, you know, I think we're all just blessed to be in the moment and go. We've had all these chances. Kyle's going to ride that horse, I guarantee it. And, uh, you know, I got 49er DNA by association. My old man went to school with Brody at Oakland Tech. Nice. So, you know, I've been a fan since I was a kid, okay? And uh, I'm ready. 94 was a long time ago, so let's get <laughs> yeah, that right. was. Amen. Dylan, Nine have, days from today, Dylan. Have fun, man. Have fun. Enjoy it. Yeah. You know what it's funny when you say that? It's like, yeah, nine days from today. And then you're like, <sighs> nine days? Nine That's more forever. days? <laughs> That's forever. Like, this is a first Friday where we're like, we're heading into the weekend and there's, um, 
well, there's a Warrior game tonight. Yeah, that's so, going to be fun. Yeah, which then, is you know, great, but like... They're playing better. No football. Don't we have uh, flag football on Sunday? We do, although... The, the Pro Bowl... Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's shaky with the flag football because the weather report Sunday is oh, out of control. No, I mean the actual NFL flag football. Oh, that football. flag football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you're, you're not playing. Not we're not playing. Oh no! You know, like Sunday's I, supposed to be like I know, atmospheric like, river. But times it's also two. it's changing every hour. I get that every hour. Like this morning, they're like, "Okay, rain's done," and I'm like, "Cool." And I ran an errand, and I got back, and like two minutes after I got back, I looked outside, and I went. What the hell is happening? It's bad. I don't think a waterfall was yeah. happening out the backyard. So I don't know what the hell is going to happen, man. I'm just glad yeah. that the next Niner game is inside. Exactly. That's all I care about. At I would this love point. for it to be this Sunday, and nine days does seem like a lot, but uh, next week we'll get a good dose of that Super Bowl hype, and we're doing our own sort of. Super Bowl show here from two to six. No doubt, no doubt. Yes, if uh, if uh, if you don't know what Dibs is talking about, we invite you to join us for some unique stuff next week because there will be three eastern half of the United States Warrior games Monday, Wednesday, Thursday that would normally uh, we would kick it over to the game and then you know we would uh, we would go home and eat chips. But that's not what we're going to do this time. We might still eat chips, but we'll just do it on the air. So we're going to give you, the listener, or the viewer, in this particular case, two options, which is you can, of course, listen to the Warrior game and uh, Warrior Countdown coverage and all of that on 95.7 The Game, or kick it on over to the Willard and Dibb Super Bowl party, where you'll have extended coverage, commercial-free, and, uh, you know, a little bit looser, maybe. We'll try some different things, and that'll be on the Odyssey app and on YouTube and Twitch. So... Uh, If you don't have those things downloaded or you've never viewed or taken in the show that way before, this is a good opportunity to do it uh, because we're going to have some uh, some unique stuff for you coming up next week. Again, that's Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday in the second half of our show, essentially. It'll be fun, and uh, you know, look forward to getting some feedback on the YouTube and the Twitch pages and getting some of your comments in there a little bit more prominently. But think about the excitement heading into... A week from Sunday, Mark, and it's almost nine days to the minute when that game's going to kick off. Oh, my gosh, that's right. 3.30, right? Yeah. And uh, time goes fast, but time also goes slowly as you get ready for that game. I'm going to be nervous. Yeah. Super Bowl, the start of the Super Bowl is like a super nerve-wracking thing. And you think about, I think about the quarterback matchup here. Because Patrick is like, this is what I do the second Sunday in February. Right. And Brock is going to be like, wow, <laughs> I'm in the Super Bowl. I think he can handle it. That's what pro athletes do. Yeah. But I do, I, I worry in the first quarter about, uh, you know, kind of a wobbly mistake, a, feel, a feeling each other out mistake. On, uh, on the 49ers' side. Yeah, I, I don't worry about that, and maybe it's because of what you shared either late last night or early this morning. I saw it this morning, but the Connor Letourneau article from the Chronicle when he goes back to Arizona and interviews his yeah. former coach and his former teacher and his high school buddy and all the rest of the community out there 40 miles southeast of Phoenix, and you get the sense that this kid is special, and he's been this way for a long time. So as much as, yes, it's the Super Bowl and there will be some adrenaline, I think that Brock Purdy, the person that this article laid him out to be and the yeah. person that we've gotten to know, I think he's 
cut out to tune out all the noise and the hype more than anybody else. Uh, You're probably right. I mean, look. Look at what he has achieved. He's here. Uh, It's not like last week wasn't nerve-wracking. It's not like being down 24-7 to in your own building in the NFC Championship isn't nerve-wracking. And he handled it fantastically. He's gotten better in the second halves of these football games. By the way, that's the other thing that's sort of like kind of I feel like is a slap in the face to Kyle Shanahan in that uh, a lot of people are getting ready for this game and and detail, oh boy, you know, he's going to be conservative at the wrong time. And and I'm sitting here after two football games of going, Kyle just did what a lot of you have been saying for years he can't do. He just did it. He just did it. Back-to-back games in the playoffs, trailing in the second half. And here he comes for victory. This is supposedly the bugaboo. And and so whenever there's been that line of people being like, yeah, Kyle Shanahan can call a play, but when he gets down, what about that? Well, what about that? What about that? Where's the mea culpa on that one? Because that's two playoff games in a row where they shook off second half deficits. Yeah, and against the Packers, they were down with six minutes left. Mm-hmm. And Brock Purdy... And Kyle Shanahan making the play calls and Brock Purdy making the plays down the field, get the touchdown, win the game. And then last weekend, down by 17 at the half. And not only down by 17, but down by 17 and looking terrible. Totally. And looking like, man, you were just about one series away from that thing ending. And even though you you had a very Kyle Shanahan-like opening drive in the second half and you go down the field, it's a run-pass mix, you had to settle for three. So even though Shanahan looked like he was starting to heat it up and Brock looked better and everyone looked better, you stalled out. That was not a good moment. That was not like, okay, cool, we got points on the board. That was terrible. Yeah. felt awful. And Kyle admitted that it felt awful in the moment. It was like, we'll take the three because we have to, but this is not good. Right. That's not going to go well for us. No, and it wasn't until the Lions go for it and don't get it on fourth down. Then you go down and you score again, and then you kind of feel like, okay. Now we're in the game. Right. And then one play later, you're like, oh my gosh, we're going to tie the game. Exactly. So, yeah, it it, it happened quick. But to your point, Kyle and company did something that everybody had said they can't do. And we said it for good reason, because they hadn't really done it before. And we've talked to many experts who say, you know, this team, this system is built to lead, run, and win in that fashion. This team is not built to do what they did last Sunday. Um, Clayton in the Yoon is uh, next up here on Willard and Dibs. Hey, Clayton, what's up? Hey, guys, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I listen to you guys, listen to you guys every day. Too. Definitely uh, on that, that two slots, my favorite slot, because that's when I'm coming home. But, you know, all these Niner fans just don't remember what it was like uh, with Singletary and back when we were not very good. But, you know, I'd rather be a team that's in the hunt every single year than be like the Jets where we fall flat on our face every single season. So, you know, I just I think Niners fans just got to be happy with what we got. I think we got a great chance this season, and Christian McCaffrey's about to run all over that Chiefs defense this season. Hey, Clayton, maybe you can answer a question we were tossing around about an hour ago. Do you think that the 49ers are better this year or four years ago? Uh, I think their offense is better this year, but I think their defense is a little bit worse. But I think uh, they have a better chance with the offense carrying because they actually got a quarterback who's willing to 
make take the shots and actually can scramble and actually is a dual threat. Then you got Christian McCaffrey. Like he's basically a cheat code in cleats. So are you more or less confident this time around? Uh, I'm more confident this okay. time around as a fan, but uh, I definitely uh, have Mahomes has his. You got to give him his respect because he is. Showtime at home. Like, no that kid is just incredibly good. No doubt. Clayton, thank you very much. I mean, the other thing that I think is going on as far as the dynamic, like you brought this up, we were talking about maybe uh, the, the, the 49er fan who thinks this year's team overall, the net is that they're better, but they're feeling less confident is kind of a PTSD thing because of four years ago. Yeah. It's also the fact, though, that that team. Flawed though it may be, and many, many 49er fans lacked confidence in Jimmy Garoppolo. I wasn't necessarily one of them, but Jimmy was a different experience than Brock Purdy. But go back to that team. Dude, they steamrolled people in the playoffs. Like, they blew the Packers off the field. And the Vikings the week before, 27-10 to 10 was the final. Didn't feel like a blowout, but it felt under control the whole time. And so it's just that. It's also that. Like that 49er team swaggered into its game against the Chiefs. The Chiefs also at that point were not quite the Chiefs yet. Like they they didn't have as much shine on them. So I think that has a lot to do with it. I think we look at this roster and go, this is a better roster. But in the playoffs, they're they're not performing nearly as well as that team. Right. And does it really matter when it comes down to one game? We'll see, because that team, to your point, came in with a lot more momentum. If there is such a thing with a two-week break in between games, they were favored by seven over Minnesota. They covered. They won by 17. This year, the Niners were favored by 10 over Green Bay, 9.5-10, and had to fight to even win the game. Uh, The Packers were seven-point dogs against the Niners four years ago, and the yeah. Niners were up 27 nothing at the half. Yep. And they put that thing in cruise control. This time you were seven-point favorites over the Lions, and you were down by 17 at the half. So definitely a different feeling as far as the playoff journey going in, but it doesn't mean that with a two-week break, any of that matters. Mm. I think momentum matters less in the Super Bowl than in any other game I at agree. all. I agree with that. I agree with that. It does. It does feel... Sort of like a whole new start. It's like a bowl game. The whole thing, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is a bowl game. It is a bowl game. You know what I mean? Like a college right. bowl game where... You <laughs> it's know, a you bowl mean, game except for there are people there. And it's super. It's a right. super it's, kind of game. It, yeah, and it's not brought to you by FedEx <laughs> or whatever. I hope they never do that with the Super Bowl. They're going to do that, aren't they? One of these days. It's going to be like the Applebee's Bowl. Eventually. Or something like that. If the price is right. Oh I never gosh. thought they would do that with the Rose Bowl. The granddaddy of them all. But now they, even the Rose Bowl well, has a sponsor. College football sold everything. Of course. Including its soul. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you saw the news of today. Ten seconds on this. SEC and the Big Ten. All the dignitaries are getting together for a meeting. Want to know what they're discussing? I can tell you. They won't say it this way. The downfall of the NCAA. Those two conferences are like, we'll take it from here. Why are we paying you? Exactly. Yeah. And, well, they're, and they're, it's they're been a long time right. coming. Yeah. And I honestly, and I, I'll take 10 seconds on this. It's kind of where the PGA Tour is headed. Because, good point. you know, pretty soon these players, the defectors to live and the other players who are stuck on tour, 
They're going to say, we'll just have our own tournaments. Yep. What do we need you for? Um, love to take your calls. Rich, Gloria, the rest of you, we're coming to you in a moment. Warriors Live is a half hour away. Warriors on the East Coast next week. But it's Super Bowl week, so we are not going to let you down. We're not taking any days off. Warriors Live and the Warriors games will be on the radio, 95.7 The Game FM, while we continue live on the Odyssey app and our YouTube channel. Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday next week, right here on 95.7 The Game. And we're sponsored by Safeway. It's Willard and Dibs. Find savings on freshness and warmth this week at Safeway. Honey crisp apples and navel oranges, just 97 cents per pound. Signature Farms picnic packed chicken, buy one, get one, and chunky or well, yes, Campbell soup, $1.99 each. Restrictions apply. Sincerely, Safeway. The Road to Vegas is brought to you by Marowest Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Garoppolo airs it out. Sanders downfield is overthrown. And now with a minute 33 left, it's fourth and ten. Tell you, he had him too, Joe. He got in behind him. It's not what Kansas City wanted, but uh, Emmanuel Sanders, he gets by Ward and Fenton. He's, he, they're trying to double him on the outside, but yeah, just, just overshot it. So now fourth and ten. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Fire Kyle. I don't know why he's throwing the ball. I do remember two weeks before he never threw the ball. And everyone was like, why aren't you throwing the ball? (laughs) Well, I mean, look, it it, it all comes to the territory. I get it. Um, If he runs the ball and it doesn't work, he should have thrown it. If he throws the ball and it doesn't work, he should have run it. That was uh, four years ago today. Yeah. Was it today? Four years ago today. 2-2-2020. The Chiefs and the Niners in the Super Bowl. He goes deep on third and ten for Emmanuel Sanders. I think he overthrew him, Joe. Gosh. Say that that date one more time. 2-2-2020. Three weeks later, life sucked. Yeah. Forever. Yeah, a little bit more than three weeks, but you're yeah, right. Three was... weeks later was the disgrace at Chase. I lost 11-5 to Lonil. Well, that was two twenty six twenty, and then on about March twelfth, I believe, is when uh, everybody got sent home. Yeah, yeah, I got sent home with uh, a do it from home radio kit for a week, maybe two. <laughs> I spent about four hours in the great Tim Jordan's office in the mm. old building, and he's he gave me uh, he gave me a, a setup and. <laughs> 
I mean, I was waiting. Everyone's running around. Everyone's getting a kit, and you're getting this, and you're getting that, and dibs. I'm waiting for a mixer and this and that, and you I'll know, never forget. I was getting it, a little impatient, and oh I'm thinking, gosh. all this, all this hullabaloo for a week of radio. It's whatever. Run the network. It's going to be this going to be a big nothing burger. I'll never forget it, man. Twenty months and three shows later, two day parts. I get stuck with you, and here we are. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not so bad. No, it's actually pretty damn good. I mean, turned out to be more than two weeks, though, Mark. God, that's what the two things when you tell that story that pop into my head that cracked me up. Number one was when my program director at the time brought my stuff over to my house, and it it appeared to be some sort of like burglary in process, like. <laughs> It was like, yeah, I'm going to stop by at some point. And you're like, okay. And then the next thing you know, you're like, who's in the backyard? And it's a man with a mask on. And he's carrying big bags. <laughs> I'm like, this is terrifying. What the hell is going on? Well, it's a program director with gear. Totally. Who wants to try to explain to me how to hook all this up without getting within 20 yards of me. It's just like, what the hell were we doing? And then, of course, the other thing that cracked me up, I should go back and find it, the email from the school that came on a Thursday. Right. And was like, look, we're going we're gonna to do it from home on Friday. We're going to get this figured out over the weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. We'll figure it all out. Just give us 48 hours. Right. And we'll get, you know, we'll move some things around. And everything will be okay, and we'll see you on Monday. And uh, my daughter, for instance, who was in fifth grade, never went to that school again. Yeah. That was the end of that. My son, who was a junior, (laughs) basically had uh, his entire high school ended. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we can laugh about it now, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Um, That was 2-2-2020 Super Bowl. And, uh, yeah, we had no idea the month, at that moment. The month started with such optimism. Right. And it ended with the worst pessimism that we've ever felt in our lives. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> well, ended with me getting bronchitis on the heels of an 11-5 beatdown uh, by Lo Neal. <laughs> Go to hell, Dibs. Yeah, Go to hell, Dibs. And we did. We all did. <laughs> Seriously. We all did. Uh, let's go to Gloria in the city. Hi, Gloria. What are you doing? Hey guys, thank you for taking my call. Yeah. What I what I want to say here, and I want to get this out of my head. The key to winning for the Niners is that they have to win more often than not in the trenches. And our offense let Brock Purdy perform what Shanahan wants him to do, Give, take what the defense will give you, and the rest Purdy can improvise. Continue to dominate with time of possession and give Mahomes less opportunities to be great. And if we can master this, we'll win this because – some of Kansas City's deficiencies perhaps will come up. Like, for example, them having issues with their wide receivers throughout the year. It's just been the past two games in the playoffs that they came through. But if we can show dominance, maybe some of those deficiencies will appear 
with Kansas City. What are your thoughts? Well, Gloria, I think that you, uh, you, you, you're you on to something here. Appreciate the call. This is, this is kind of what I think might help the 49ers. I think their defensive backs can hang with the Chiefs receivers much better than the Packers or the Lions groups. I know the Packers group is not known that well yet, right, but right. they are young and fast, and they are on the come, big time. The Lions group is known pretty well, led by Amon Ross St. Brown. That's a very dangerous core of skill position players on that team. I'm not taking shots at the Chiefs group. Rasheed Rice, nice player. Isaiah Pacheco is a good running back. But I really think that the 49ers defensive backfield can hang with this group, the Valdez Scantlings and the Sky Moors of the world. If he plays, yeah. If he even plays. Um, you know, Justin somebody, whatever the hell their names Justin are. Justin Ross. Thank you. With a Y. Yeah. Like, you can hang with them a split second Longer, I really think you can. Um, and obviously I have the utmost confidence in Warner and Greenlaw to try to neutralize or be where you're supposed to be with someone like Travis Kelsey. And, and what that allows the defensive line to do, as opposed to pinning their ears back and going crazy, it's to play a game that's a little bit more like what they did against the Eagles. If, you're, if the running backs are not gashing you out of the backfield and you're putting a team in passing downs and you're able to cover in the secondary, not only do you allow time for your pass rush to get after Mahomes, but he moves so well. So you also have to have gap responsibility at a very high level, which is what they did with Jalen Hurts. They're capable of doing this and keep him from heading out around the corner and gaining 12 to 15 yards on these scrambles. If they can do that, if that defensive backfield, if Ward can just say, Rice, I got you, and Lenore, and God bless Ambry Thomas, if he could play a freaking football game that's just okay, then I think that this defense has a really good chance to look a little bit more like what we expect it to look like. You left out the biggest uh, matchup, and that's going to be who guards Travis Kelsey. And we can get more into no, it as I'm, the week goes on. I mentioned it. I, I trust I Warner and Greenlaw to yeah. be where they need to be. I just don't I don't know if that is the way you can approach it. I think you need to send two bodies to Travis Kelsey. I don't know if uh, you know Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw – better in run support and better in zone coverage than they are man-to-man. I don't know if anyone can stick with Travis Kelsey man-to-man, so maybe you end up playing more zone than you did in the second half against Detroit. I don't know, but I like the idea of Ward taking Rice away because, like you're saying, if you double-team Kelsey and then you put Mooney Ward on Rashi Rice, well, now you're left with Ambry and Lenore having to guard lesser, no disrespect intended, lesser targets for Kansas City, and you like your chances doing it that way much better. I really do. I really do. I, I like listen. Um, this is not my expertise, but I've watched Charvarius Ward, particularly when the Niners take on the Seahawks, for example, just put him on a DK island, and he handles it. Now, part of that is strategic because the 49ers like to get physical with DK and they like to get him off of his mental game because he loses his bananas and it works every time. Rasheed's not like that, although we are still just getting to know him. He's a pup and he's turned into a really good receiver. But Charvarius Ward, the former chief, is going to have every single piece of motivation he needs in this game. And uh, and I would have confidence in that matchup yeah. in, in the backfield. If I'm Kansas City, I'm going to go with a lot of 
of uh, four wide receiver sets and just try to air it out. You know, use Pacheco certainly on the ground when needed, but I'm going to try to make sure that the 49ers are in nickel or dime coverage as much as possible. I want as few linebackers on the field for the Niners as possible. So if I'm Andy Reid, I'm looking at it thinking, we got Kelsey, and we're going to use Pacheco, obviously, but I'm, I'm going to go to three wides, maybe yep. even four wides at times, to make sure that if the Niners want to match up, they can only have two linebackers on the field at most. I do not want to see you know, the Niners in a base defense, because that's where they have a huge edge with those linebackers. Yeah, which is where they like to start, at least. Um, they like to get pressure with just that base four, and, yep. and, and lately they've not been able to do it. Um, so that's the chess match that obviously these great coaches on all sides are uh, are going to be conducting next week. Uh, speaking of the defense, Defensive Play of the Week is brought to you by East Bay Law Practice. When you need the best defense, you need to call the Bay Area's top criminal defense attorney. Visit eastbaylawpractice.com today. We go back to last Sunday. The Niners trailing the Lions 24-7 to at the break. The Niners get a field goal, then a failed fourth down conversion by the Lions. The wild Iuke helmet catch followed by a touchdown, and suddenly you've got a one-score game. And then it was the play that tilted it back in the 49ers' favor to Sean Gibson flying through the line. Here is Gibbs. That's Kevin Burkhardt on Fox. That's Eric Armstead, Johnny on the spot with the ball. And just a few plays later, McCaffrey into the end zone, a tie game, and everybody in the Bay Area looked at each other, and whatever thing had just changed in their room, they gave that thing credit for changing the game. Yeah, that was an incredible thing. And the hit, I didn't even really see the ball come out until you see six or seven 49ers jumping up and down, and then you're waiting for that, that moment where the referee runs in and you're waiting for which arm is going to elongate. Are we going this way? Are we putting up a two for second down? Or are we going to do the emphatic point? And then you see him point, point, point. It's like, all right, we got ourselves a ball game, ladies and germs. Oh, my gosh. That was the moment, though, where because you already knew the the Niners were back in it. They're in it. The Niners are already back in it. You go for on fourth and two. You go down. Balls are bouncing off helmets. Ayuk, oh, my gosh. It's 24-17, and you're like, they're in it. You see that fumble. That was when I stopped and looked at the other people in the room and was like, oh, God, they're going to win. They're going to win. I couldn't even get like, through for, the sentence, Niners yeah. need a stop here. Right. I'm like, the Niners need Ball's out. I couldn't even like. <laughs> the start. Niners need a. They need they, that. They, yes. they need that. That's what they need right there. I wasn't even thinking three and out. Just no. keep the Lions off the scoreboard, and I'll One take and my out. chances with Brock again. Oh. I couldn't even get through the sentence, Mark. Unreal. That thing was out. Unreal. What an experience, man. Uh, it was funny. I uh, was on with uh, with Gianna and Nicole on KPIX this morning. And they, thank you. They asked, was that the greatest Niners NFC championship of all time? And I was like, well, hang on a second. Ladies, <laughs> excuse me while I Wait educate. Hold on a second. It was amazing. And maybe for a certain generation, you know, Grandy, you can answer it. Is that your your favorite NFC championship uh, for the Niners of all time? Yeah. I mean, maybe you'd say yes. But I'm like, you know, I don't know. There's this iconic thing called the catch. Mm. 
Um, I think that's going to be hard to beat. Tough. By anything. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, and I think people should go back and just watch that entire game oh because God. that thing was maddening on both sides. If you're a Cowboy fan totally. or a Niner fan, the Cowboys, I think, fumbled four times. Could, nobody could stop turning the ball over. There were right. ten turnovers in the game. Exactly. Yeah. And the Cowboys fumbled four times. They lost three of them. The Niners right. had six turns. So if you're watching that... Like, in this day and age, you'd be pulling out your hair. Oh, gosh. It was absolutely absurd. But not just the drama of the finish. The reason that nothing will ever beat that is because that represented the 49ers finally breaking through, breaking the Cowboys and the the fact that they had been held under their thumb for so many years and were off to the Super Bowl for the very, very first time. Um, just like having a kid, ain't nothing like your first Nothing is ever going to beat that game. Defensive Play of the Week was brought to you by East Bay Law Practice. East Bay Law Practice knows how to go the distance for you by providing the defense you need to help reduce or eliminate your penalties. Visit EastBayLawPractice.com today. Let's go to one of our favorites, Rich in Fremont. Hey, Rich, what's up? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, man. You know, I think think one of the things that a lot of people, you know, about Brock Purdy – and, you know, throughout the year you heard the same thing. Well, you know, he can't do this. He can't do that. You know, I'm not really sure about him. Uh, you know, uh, Kyle Shanahan can't win the big one. It's like, hey, the thing that everybody probably needs to focus on is this. If they do win this thing, okay, you're going to have the sports story of the year because because you have – Mr. Irrelevant, a guy who wasn't even probably going to be on a team, all of a sudden emerges and becomes a Super Bowl champion, and Kyle Shanahan will have his Super Bowl ring that everybody said he couldn't win. And to me, that is just Thank you, guys. All right, Rich, thank you. I, I, I don't know. Am I... Um... Is this just too biased for everybody? I feel like, for whatever this is worth, and maybe that's not much, but along the lines of what Rich is saying, the Niners winning is a way better story. It's a way better story than the Chiefs winning. It depends. I mean, I think it is biased because you can look at the the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey angle. I mean, just from a story standpoint. Well, I mean, the story of, you know, he drops down on the knee at the well, 50 in the post game. If he were to do that. Right. So, By the way, he could do that anyway. Of course. There's tough no, to do it in a yeah, loss. She'll still say yes. I don't know. Ah? Maybe she'd add. Hey. You know what, Travis? That drop in the third quarter, <laughs> I'm afraid that's going to be a no for me, she, Travis. She pulls Mike Singletary out and goes, I want winners. Totally. And leaves. <laughs> that would be fresh. That's a great end of the book. Goes over to the Niners' side. <laughs> She's like, I'm going back to Tokyo. You yeah. waste my time flying across the world Seriously. to watch you lose? Uh, yeah. Where's your brother Jason at? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I think that the storybook of Brock Purdy from Mr. Irrelevant and his whole story, and I do encourage everyone to go to the Chronicle, sfchronicle.com, and read Connor Letourneau's story. Yep. It may not even be behind the paywall uh, for those of you who don't partake. It's an excellent story about his time at Queens Creek, Arizona, and his humble beginnings and all the rest of it. So his story, first and foremost, would be one of the best stories 
in football history. Of course. So it's hard to top that. And the Niners getting back there for the first time in 30 years and all the rest of it. But there are Chiefs storylines that are still very scrumptious. No doubt. But if I'm just looking at it from a football perspective, like if you're a Chiefs fan, let's be real. Um, Obviously, you think it's a better story that the Chiefs win. But to the rest of the world, if the Chiefs win this, go another seven or eight years from now, these will all just be lost in the in the bucket. You know what I mean? It's like I, I wouldn't— Just another Chiefs that's win. That's what I mean. I wouldn't expect that we could go to Boston and those people would be like, so here are the characteristics of the first Warriors championship, and then the second— They're just like, I don't know, man. You guys won yeah. a bunch. Well, could you, like, parse out all Tommy's six in New England? No clue. No clue. It's tough. Exactly. So when Although you, get, you mentioned the one the other day when he had a buck forty-five through the air and well, was the MVP. That was the first. That's Correct. why I remember it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, it was just like the only memorable one was twenty-eight to three. But outside of that, it's like, yeah, you won and then you didn't. Like there was a year, right? People forget that Eli Manning beat the Patriots twice. There's the one that everybody remembers. Manning. Tyree. Helmet. Right? Exactly. But th- there, then there was the other one. What was the final score of that one? It was also like 20 to 14 yeah, or something. Somebody had something and somebody else had something. I, I don't remember the first thing about that Super Bowl. It just gets lost in the bucket. And that's kind of what this might feel like if the Chiefs win. The 49ers win, that's different. That's so different on so many levels. I'm talking about for the fans who don't have a dog in this fight. Well, it's really because of Brock Purdy. Let's let's be honest. Part and of it, but it's also thirty years. It's for a, thirty years for a major franchise. The biggest story is Brock Purdy goes from near zero to hero, and then yeah, Kyle Shanahan gets off the Schneid, and McCaffrey gets it done, and all the other secondary storylines. And if the Chiefs win it, it's Kelsey and Taylor. It's Mahomes might be the goat, and it's Richie James revenge game. <laughs> Don't sleep on the Richie Great James call. revenge angle. Great call. Great call. Charles Amenu who limps out onto the 50 and goes, take that! Um, let's go to Raymond in Richmond. Hi, Raymond. What are you doing? Hey, what's up, Willard? What's up, Dibs? I'm just at work right now. Um, nice. I listen to you guys every day. Thank you. You guys are my favorite My favorite show, man. Um, Appreciate I just want to say the first time in, in this game, the first time, that Travis Kelsey comes across the middle, I want Dre Greenlaw to absolutely destroy him. <laughs> like, le- level him. And then the cameras can cut to Taylor Swift's face. You know, our, they, our defense got to come out and set the tone with a play like that. And it's all uphill from there, baby. Go Niners. Okay, Raymond. Thank you for the kind words. Uh, Dre Greenlaw would definitely be the one to do that. Easier said um, than done, though, exactly. because that's a big dude. And that's well, not – I mean, it's not like – you're going after uh, Miko Hardman, who's a little bit smaller. Uh, you also look. I don't. I, I, I know that you know we get excited about. The, I don't want personal fouls. I don't want the Chiefs to get 15 yards. Like you got to do it within the framework of of the game. 
You know what I mean? I listened to Romo on with Bonte and Joe yesterday, okay. and I'm like, oh, my God, you're as crazy as ever. Oh, he's so He's fun. sitting here talking to the guys going, first of all, he still calls the Niners we, which is hysterical. I love it. How many jerseys did he end up wearing in his career? I think three. Three. I agree Raiders with you. and Broncos. Raiders and Broncos. But anyway, okay. he's still out here with the we, and I tell you what we're going to do, and we're going to give Kelsey something up the chin, and I, what I want is Kelsey at the hospital with Taylor <laughs> by his side while we're lifting the Lombardi, okay? And guess what? I'm like... He also played for the Eagles. Oh, did he really? Teams. Yeah. Snuck it in post-Niners. Just... Two with the Eagles, uh, seven with Denver, <laughs> and then two with uh, with the Raiders. Dude, they wouldn't even allow you in the league anymore. Like, I, I get it. It's just talk. It's the way he goes about it, but it's like... I just want to win. I'm really not worried about ambulances on the field. Like okay. I'm not. I'm, and guess what? <laughs> I'm trying to send people to the hospital. Sometimes you got to take a 15. This isn't the Untouchables. It's the Super Bowl. Romo, okay? I'm with you. I co-sign on that. Sometimes you got to take a 15, Mark. <laughs> and that's just the cost of doing business in the National Football League. Okay. Fo- football Friday, brought to you by Flag and Anthem, and we're presented by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises. The Warriors and the Grizzlies are going to battle tonight and Warriors Live is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.